So thank you everyone for joining us today. I'm very excited for everyone to hear Kia's story and uh, get inspired by her, her story, and what she's doing outside of Active Campaign. So for those who don't know you, Kia, let's start with an introduction. Perfect. Well, I'm Kia, Kia Nicholson, for those guys who don't know me. I am on the IT team. So you may have seen my name answering some of your tickets, if not most of your tickets. I'm uh, pretty active in the, um, in the uh, ACIT channel. So you guys are probably always hearing from me in terms of your technical needs. <laughs> awesome. How long have you been with Active Campaign, Kia? I've been with Active Campaign just under two years. I started in June 2019. So just mm -hmm. under two years. Nice. So I know both, well, me and you have been talking about a specific topic in the past few months. Do you know what it is? Specific topic, vulnerability. Yep. And I would say, um, correct me if I'm wrong, but I would say vulnerability is the reason why we're having this discussion today. Absolutely. Um, so I, I'd like to share how we met or how, well, we met a long time ago, but how we connected few uh, back in the summer. So end of May, beginning of June, um, after the murder of George Floyd and after the protest erupted, I was feeling like I wanna be there for people in the engineering organization and I didn't know what to do and I didn't know how to show up for everyone beyond just asking them if they're okay. Um, and I'm sharing this story because I do feel like we need to be vulnerable because there's so much happening outside of our comfort zone and outside of our vulnerability. And me and you, we always reflect on that and I want to share it with everyone. So I remember um, reaching out to Trevor back then saying, hey Trevor, like, I just want to make sure that I'm, um, that I'm not overstepping, but I want to be there. I want to show up for people. What should I do beyond just sending them a message? And I remember he said, um, Reem, with his voice, there's no one thing that you can do that will make a difference, but it's the cumulative small things that we all do that will ultimately make a difference. And that just gave me such peace and maybe courage in a way to reach out um, and say, hey, I'd love to talk. If you're open to talking, let's set up some time. And I did reach out to many people and they respectfully declined. They were, I mean, there was a lot going on. There was so much emotions back then. Um, but you were one of the few people who were open to having a conversation. Um, and I'm curious, how did you feel when when that happened, how did you feel when you saw a message from me saying, hey, Kia, would you like to chat? That's a, um, a wonderful question. And I'll be completely honest. There was so much going on at that time. Um, I was having family things happen. I live here by myself, so I was in an emotional state about it as well. And um, just seeing so much that was happening within my community, I wasn't sure if I was even ready to talk about it. I didn't know exactly what my stance on it was either. Um, but I do also remember we sat close to each other in the office <laughs> and I remember that we uh, passed each other a lot. And I always did kind of want to speak to you. So I wanted to take that opportunity to say, you know, maybe the timing isn't perfect and ideal, but I always wanted to make the connection anyway. 
maybe this is just something that led us to have that connection. So let's do it. Um, so, and I've, I really uh, am happy that I made that connection um, ever since. Like I really enjoy our conversations and our friendship. So I'm happy that I did that. It was a, taking a leap out on faith for me as well and doing something that wasn't within my comfort zone. Mm -hmm. And I appreciate that the first few minutes we were talking just like high level and then I felt like like trust started to be established like we were, we were starting to establish trust and you started opening up and that's when I learned from you about your story and it's just like you said we sat next to each other like I sat next to this amazing inspiring woman and I didn't know that and the only way for us to to be there for each other to learn about each other is to have those conversations as uncomfortable and as much as we're I mean I know we're always afraid to overstep or overstep boundaries or impose or but I do feel like unless we try and learn from our mistakes, we cannot, we cannot be having those discussions unless we do that. So Absolutely. I appreciate you opening up. Um, and um, I want to talk, I want to share that story with the, with the people on this invite. So um, feel free to start at any point in time that, um, that you'd like. Okay. Um, yeah, so just to uh, share a little bit about my story that I share with, um, with Reen um, about, oh man, it's, it's crazy that I don't put time on it anymore. <laughs> but September 16th, um, 2015, um, I woke up to people in my home and um, I was shot over six times in my home. Um, that is honestly the most, it's, it's the scariest thing that I've ever experienced in my life. Um, and I, I've always said at that point, my life completely changed, of course, you know, to say the least. And there's no, even telling it now, I've, I've thought about it almost, I don't know when you asked me to do this, but I've been thinking about how do I wanna say the story? <laughs> it comes out different every time, um, but, um, the, the best way that I like to tell the story is because the things that I've, that I've experienced from it, of course, is not ideal. It's something so very tra tragic. Um, but being in the space that I am right now and the, the strength that I wasn't in a good space before that happened in terms of maturity, uh, spirit, um, I was just in a broken, bad space. I was in my early 20s. I had to spend my birthday in the hospital in a wheelchair, trying to learn how to walk again. Um, there was just learning how to do everything for myself. I'm a super independent person. I've been that way since I was a kid. Nope, I got it. <laughs> you know, so having to take a step back like that and now having to rely on people to do, I couldn't walk, I couldn't get up. Using the bathroom, I had to have somebody come and get me, things like that. Um, I feel like it broke me for a minute, um, for sure. I'm not going to even lie and say it didn't. Um, but at some point, I realized that we need to talk about this. We need to, when I was coming home, I, had to, I was in Missouri at the time. I went to school at the University of Missouri. So it did happen while I was down there. I had already graduated. Um, 
but I had to transition back home because I needed support. So very quickly, I was, this happened to me in September. I started back working in January. Um, (laughs) January of the next year, I started working and it's more so out of, uh, I had to, you know, it's not like I really wanted to, I really had to, I don't, I, I don't have the resources to be able to take a year off and things like that. And that's what really motivated me to create my organization that I'm working on, because I know that I don't feel like people should have to go through things so tragic and you can't get help because of money or availability. I think that is something that should be in your face. You should have a transition plan when things happen. There should be all the support around you because it's a transition you have to go back into. You have to transition back into society. You have to learn yourself. You have to identify these triggers that you have now. You have to figure out who you are and that's a process. And then I was trying to do that while also working. (laughs) And I work work IT. I'm not gonna act like it's not stressful. It is stressful. I've, I worked at um, Uptake previously. We had over a thousand users at some point. I'm catering to a thousand users. We have 800, 800 users here and you have to show up. You have to show up. Um, so yeah. um, there was like, some, go ahead. I feel like um, you talked about what happened to you in like one sentence and like we came through it, but that is a huge thing. Yeah, like that is, that's a life defining uh, drama that you went through. So like, I just want everyone to like, just soak it all in that this is, this is huge. So um, it's not a small thing. It's not just about like moving city. I mean, first dealing with that trauma, I can't even begin to imagine what does that look like? Um, If I recall, you spent a few months in the hospital too. Is that correct? Yeah, I was in the hospital for, I was in, I spent a a month in hospital just recovering uh, with my wounds Mm -hmm. and things. And then after that, I was transitioned into uh, rehab where I had Mm -hmm. to learn to walk and try to do daily functions for myself. And I was in rehab um, for over a month. I spent my Mm -hmm. birthday in rehab, actually. (laughs) And then you moved to Chicago after, or you moved to Chicago before? And then I moved back to Chicago. Mm-hmm. I'm originally so from here. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. So to go through this in September and work, start working full time in December or January. I mean, that is huge, and I'm sure there are so many different stages to um, healing from grief to anger to like the physical, um, uh, like physical rehabilitation and all of that so uh, like where were you at when you started working were you um were, which stage of of healing that you were going through I remember when I first started working honestly I really couldn't walk that great um and when all of the things happened I lost all of the things that was in my house as well when I was living down in Missouri because of um I wasn't able to take care of my business. That's just kind of what it was. And um, I was relying on other people. So I I ended up losing all of my things. So when I came back here, I didn't even have clothes to interview in. 
Um, and I was trying to find, be confident and things like that. And I remember trying to find the right type of shoes to wear that I confidently walk in because I can't have my mom guiding me in this, <laughs> in this room to interview. So I'm just, I remember that was just such a tough thing, even trying to figure out, okay, am I gonna, is my leg gonna give out when I'm walking in this office to interview? And I felt, I remember feeling embarrassed. So at that stage, I was still, I felt embarrassed. I don't even know why I felt so embarrassed when this happened to me. But that's the stage I was in. I was, I was embarrassed. I wasn't necessarily angry. I was slightly in a hopeful stage because I was trying to work again and just mm -hmm. trying my best to get back into society, I guess is the best answer. And when did you feel comfortable to start sharing your story so like when you started your new job out of curiosity was that something that you were comfortable talking about at all no i my first job i really wasn't comfortable at all i think some people i disclosed it to because i had moments of breaking down <laughs> i was such triggered like anything like would set me off at that time so I remember there was a group of friends that I accumulated at my first job. And I remember breaking down for nothing. <laughs> and I felt like I had to tell that story at that point. Like, oh man, I got to explain why I'm just crying for no reason. <laughs> you know, so um, I wasn't comfortable, but I think I've had those experiences along the way, like feeling like I had to tell my story to explain my behavior. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I remember when we talked again back in the summer, um, you brought a very interesting perspective. You talked about how the riots were triggering you and how you had to deal with PTSD. Like it's not that, I mean, uh, it's been six well, five years by then, like, but it, you're, still, you're still dealing with a lot of things on a daily basis. Um, and I know that you mentioned PTSD to me often because it's, again, it's not just the physically healing from that trauma, but it's also like mentally and psychologically, like how do you deal with that? What, what triggers you to be anxious or afraid or, um, I mean, there's so much that you continue to, uh, I, like, I like the phrase show up for yourself because I mean, that's what you're doing. Like you are, you are your own hero. And, uh, and I love that about you, but um, I, can you tell us more about, about dealing with PTSD on an ongoing basis? For sure. Um, I would say, honestly, with the healing part, the physical healing is the easiest, even though that doesn't sound like it, the, the mental, the PTSD part is absolutely the hardest because that's what goes on forever, probably. Um, it's not just one thing, it's triggers, it's multiple. So um, I've gone through many different stages of dealing with my PTSD. I will say a few years ago, it showed up very angry, anxious, um, even I will say, um, even at work, I just think about how I responded to things and how quickly bothered I, I was about things. Um, I'm not proud of that, Kia, to be completely honest. When I think about that level of dealing with my PTSD, I'm not proud of it. Driving is one of those 
driving is is huge and that was i live in calumet city and i always kind of live further out in this in the city um so i always had at least a 30 to 40 minute commute to work and that is such a trigger for me i'm still working on it driving and feeling enclosed and trapped <clears throat> and then having to ease that and then go into hey key i need this i need that <laughs> that was that was so that was challenging for me i'm not gonna I'm not gonna lie about that. Um, but I will say what's helped me transition is learning. Like I said, I had to take some time to learn myself. I had to appreciate one of the first things I did when I, I did counseling a few times and one of my counselors mentioned a gratitude journal. Um, and that's something that sounds so little, but that gratitude journal has changed my life. Even though it's not always physically writing, it's in the back of my mind to find things that I appreciate to take myself away from those triggers. So I started going around. I love how big my dog is. I took a video of him going through the snow. I watched it over 30 times. <laughs> that makes me happy. I painted my wall. I love the color. That makes me happy. Um, my smile, my, that makes me happy. My mom, my nieces. So I had to go and find all of these little things that make me happy in the midst of my triggers. Oh, nope, that, that made me happy, even though that I didn't like that. I like the way you phrased that, you know? So I've been finding those things to identify my triggers and then reverse them. Okay, I know that's an issue. I know it's coming, let me reverse that. <laughs> so that's been helping that a little bit. Um, but it's still a it's still an everyday challenge. I find a new trigger every day. <laughs> well, and I think I can speak on behalf of everyone on this meeting when you say you weren't proud of that Kia. I think you should be proud of yourself throughout throughout this whole experience. Like, I I think we need to make mistakes to find out what works for us and what doesn't work for us. And um, and yeah, like. Um, Jenny just said this is so inspiring and you are you are so inspiring Kia and your story is so inspiring. I love something that Jamie just said it's such a good reminder that we never know what others are going through, um, especially you being on the IT support side. Um, I think you for sure get a lot of requests that are urgent or seems to be or seem to be urgent. Um, and usually when something isn't working, people are not at their best at that time. So I think it's important to remember that we're all humans. We're all dealing with other human beings and we have no idea what the other person is going through. Um, so it's definitely a great reminder um, to all of us. So um, I appreciate you talking about journaling and how um, and how you're dealing with the triggers on an, on an ongoing basis and learning about your new triggers. Um, I'm wondering what, what else? So you had a great support network and I'm not sure if your family was able to join us today. I'd love for all, I'd love for all of us to give a big shout out to, um, to your mom and, and grandma. I don't know. Yes, huge shout out to my support family for sure. My family is awesome. Yep. So what would you say, um, and where I'm going with this question is, 
uh, is moving towards, what inspired you to start your organization. But what would you say the thing that you had that helped you go through this, um, uh, to go through this challenge? And then what didn't you have that you wish was available to you um, that would have helped? That's a good question. Um, one thing I absolutely did have is um, family, as you just mentioned. My family has been such a huge support. Um, and then a wonderful blessing that I got, too, in terms of working and dealing with balance is my work family. Um, I've worked with Rachel and Ben and Matt and most of those people that's on my team for over, well, now four years now. Um, and I never thought that I would be comfortable sharing what I went through with people I worked with, you know, and I never thought that my um, coworkers could be like my family. And that's honestly helped me a lot because they allow me to be who I am. They check me when I need to be checked. But um, that's something that was really amazing in terms of helping me be comfortable and helping me heal and helping me grow and be where I am right now. Um, and then things that I didn't have, um, I didn't have, I didn't have resources to, or I didn't feel like I had resources to help myself. Let's put it that way. And I also wasn't in a good space. I was having issues with trust. Um, even though I, I've taken those moments to try to find trust in people, I have a huge issue with trust still. Um, so that's one of the biggest things that I, I, I am still struggling with today is really, really trusting and having those connections with people. Mm -hmm. Yep. Um, so how, well, tell us about your organization. Let's start with the name. Um, the name of my organization is This Ain't Easy. Um, I created this organization about two years ago. Um, but that's kind of the story of my organization is uh, similar to how I am. It's been growing with me. Um, originally, it just became an idea. Like, I feel like I need to do something with how I'm feeling. I feel like I know people need support groups. People need to start talking about trauma, especially in the Black community. We do not deal with trauma. If you bring up counseling, it's it's not taken very well. It's, it's, it's almost like you're crazy or something. Um, they don't support counseling. And uh, consequently, we have these generational curses that continue on and on and on and on. And I don't wanna, I don't wanna pass that on, honestly. Um, something about 30 has been triggering me too. I'm 28, <laughs> something about 30 is like, nope, I don't wanna, I wanna be a different woman. I've been preparing for 30. Um, so that's part of what led me to create uh, This Ain't Easy. I want to make sure that people who experience things, trauma, PTSD, or just need a group of people to talk to, I want to make sure that people have that resource. Um, people should know that there's meditation apps that you can use if you don't have money, or if you can't afford to, uh, counseling or things, that should not be the reason why you can't heal. There should be a support group. There should be ready available resources to anybody for any budget, any situation. And that's what I wanna create with my org. Um, I wanna make sure that people have those that transition. Um, when I got out of the hospital, <clears throat> I didn't even know the full extent of some, some of my injuries. Um, I feel like even the doctors kind of mm -hmm. downplayed some of the stuff. 
So I didn't even know what to expect in terms of how to handle what will I need in terms of medical attention, physical therapy, therapy, counseling. I, I didn't have a transition package, if you will. And I guess that's even hard to determine mm-hmm. too. Um, but I just would like to create a group, an organization where people can feel supported, even if it's just a conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, I do want to talk about the name and the logo a little bit, because the you you changed the name recently. Well, yeah. you removed the word from the name, but I would like to talk about what the name was before. Yes. Well, the name is This Shit Ain't Easy. So, and I've um, switched the H and the I to a hashtag and exclamation mark. And I intentionally did that because the hashtag represents trending. And I feel like trauma and PTS and healing is a topic that needs to trend. It needs to explode. It needs to happen. People need to be comfortable talking about those uncomfortable conversations. Um, And then the exclamation mark, it's excitement. It's attention. We need to, it's something that it calls um, a change. So that's why I intentionally made it that. And as, as the name states, it's not easy and you can't graze over it. Sometimes I want to say shit. <laughs> Sometimes I want to say this shit is not easy. I don't want to say this ain't easy because it doesn't honor exactly how I feel. This shit is not easy. <laughs> yeah. So that's why I created the title because I want people to feel okay with expressing themselves fully. It's not going to be nice. It's not going to be um, cute all the time. This is not easy. Exactly. Yep. I I wanted everyone to hear that part that even though <laughs> the name changed a little bit, but there's I mean there's a big story in businesses' names and their logos. I love the the hashtag and um, and the exclamation point in your logo as well. And I love yeah, show us. I love that you told me the other day that it's it looks like hi, so like so it's inviting. Uh huh. And that was intentional. Yep. Sure. I love it. When would you say people are able to buy the shirts? Like, are you looking to launch this, the store in a week, two weeks, a month? In a week. The store should be up in a week. It should be done by this weekend, but I'm going to set a realistic standard. It will be up next week. Awesome. Yes. Um, so Kia, what stage would you say your organization is in now? Um, the stage that my organization in right now is I'm comfortably ready to now uh, speak about my org. I would say until now, the most of the work has been internal um, because um, I don't feel like I can inspire. I want to inspire others by the work that I'm actually doing and not saying. So I had to take that time to get myself together. So um, I'm in a point now where I I'm meeting with uh, people next week to start uh, gathering my board. I am accepting volunteers because I'm not going to act like I know how to do this. I don't. I'm figuring it out. Um, And I'm letting the people guide me. I want this organization to be not just what I create, but what everyone's a part of. So if someone says they need hugs, I'm going to figure out how to get hugs. You know, I don't it's gonna grow so it's it's in a growing stage but i'm very happy where it is right now Mm -hmm. and out of curiosity how are you balancing a full-time job and 
the work that you're doing? Uh, <laughs> a lot of late nights, early mornings. <laughs> um, that's the best way to put it. Um, <laughs> I, I'm up sometimes at 3, 4 a.m. I take naps sometimes. I I don't know. I make it happen. I, I don't know. <laughs> I go crazy for 10 days and sleep for two, maybe. <laughs> how is um, how is your team supporting you in all of this? I have the best team ever. I think I can honestly say that I work with one of the best teams ever. Um, that's the biggest luxury that I've had for the past four years now. Um, Rachel is so, so, so supportive. Um, and I really, really appreciate that she supports literally everything I do. So um, that's a blessing. It's a luxury. I know it is. <laughs> um, how can we help? How can Active Campaign and, and everyone at Active Campaign help support you? That's an awesome question. So um, the first thing you could do is check out my website. I'm going to share it. Um, I love feedback. Let me know if there's any suggestions that you have, um, anything that you think I should change, add, if you had it, have any um, tools that you use yourself or stories. I would love to talk to people about uh, stories. If you have any questions for me, I would love to answer questions as well. Um, I have a Facebook page and a group. If you can like it, share it, join the group. That would be awesome. I'm also on Instagram. Those pages are growing as well. So I'm working on the content. Um, and then as I stated, I have a, a merch store that I'll be, um, I will be launching very, very soon. But I also have a donation uh, site on my uh, donation page. It's on my website. If you guys can help donate, I wanna be able to gather resources to help be able to provide um, counseling and things for people free of charge if not, if possible. I don't think people should have to pay for healing. <laughs> For sure. Um, and then uh, just starting the conversations, being open to um, understanding that people are going through things and um, kind of adjusting our attitudes when we're approaching people based on that, um, not taking things personally and just trying to move forward, uh, try not to um, ignite the situation if possible. Uh, I think that's the best thing. That's something that I work on consciously. How can I not egg it on, how can I smooth it over? What is my part? What is my role? Um, taking responsibility in your role. Um, I think that's the best thing too. Love it. So uh, thank you, Chelsea, for sharing the URL. And um, Kia, like I said, uh, I don't know if you've heard me, but there's the, there are so many requests for t-shirts. So <laughs> definitely once you launch your store, please share the URL with us. Um, I'm wondering if anyone has questions for Kia or thoughts or things that they want to share. Um, we can make you a panelist if you want, or you can just mention something in the chat. Yes. Chelsea. Um, let's, let's make Chelsea panelist. Um, but Kia, yeah, I just wanted to say that I'm so proud of you for sharing your story with us all, really. Um, I, I know that it can be really challenging to speak about your personal experiences in a professional space, but 
the reality is that you bring your full self to work every day. So I'm really thankful that you did that. And I'm grateful that you did. Um, and you are <laughs> such a source of calm. Like you are, you were, I yearn to be as Zen as Kia. <laughs> um, but you graciously shared your story with me um, a few weeks ago and just the act of sharing your story helped me feel like I wasn't alone in my own experience. So um, I would encourage people to ask questions when it feels appropriate and share their personal experiences when it feels appropriate or when you're comfortable. Um, yeah, I just, the work that you're doing is really important and I really mean it when I say that. Thank you so much, that means a lot. I really appreciate you sharing your story with me too. I appreciate that. Yeah, I love this, Chelsea. And you're absolutely right. Like, I, I, there's no way this was easy, Kia, right? Like, I think it's safe to say, <laughs> um, if I were to put myself in your shoes, um, I mean, it took, it took me two decades to start talking a little bit about my story. So. You're, you're an inspiring person. Everyone would benefit from hearing your inspiring story, your inspiring message. I love that um, you keep pushing yourself to be vulnerable. I remember you told me something a few days ago. You said, I need to do this. I'm not gonna be able to help other people if I don't push myself and, and share my story. So um, thank you. Like, you're, you're amazing. <laughs> um, I agree. <laughs> Go ahead. No, I was gonna say that that helps me keep going. Honestly, um, in my days when I doubt myself, I'm I'm like, okay, I listen to Reem. <laughs> I'm honestly, I have been. You've been really inspiring me and keeping me going and not quitting with my org. So I really, really appreciate that. Again, like this, I would never have done this if it wasn't if you didn't ask me. <laughs> I love yesterday when I said, hey, Kia, if I'm pushing too much, let me know. And you're like, no, I'm, I love this. So I'm like, okay, good. <laughs> um, Jamie wanted to say something too. Yeah, hi. <laughs> um, I just wanted to say, Kia, like I've, we've gotten to hang out a little bit uh, during the pandemic, but unfortunately not enough. So I'm going to revisit that. Uh, but I just wanted to thank you for for sharing. Uh, I, I saw so much of like my own kind of experience, like my own version of that experience, just the idea of like, thinking back to your early 20s and how much of a mess uh, I was and what I felt like and how much of that I blamed on myself and how much of that did translate into work. So it's just so nice to really see someone like living that truth of I bring my whole self here this is my story and I can own that and I feel like it's a really special thing to have at active campaign because I remember jobs where I cried in stairwells so this is not that and I'm very glad for it um so yeah I just wanted to thank you for being like a larger part of what I think is a really important movement to just always bring our full selves into whatever space we're in and stop diminishing our experiences to make other people feel comfortable. So just thank you for that. Oh, thank you. Absolutely. That's, that was wonderful. Thank you. No problem. I just, I just like, I'm your, I'm a fan now. I'm going to buy merch. So just let me know when it's ready thank and you. I'll 
I'll do it. <laughs> I'll be spinning that soon. <laughs> that okay. awesome. Thank you, Jamie. <laughs> anyone, anyone else? Um, I know um, Kaya said thank you for sharing your story and for the important work you are doing for our communities. Yeah, thank um, you. Thank you. Well, Kia, thank you so much for doing this. I really appreciate it. Um, like I said, everyone got inspired. Just we'll <laughs> save the chat and you can go through the chat later on if you'd like. But thank you so much for being here. Um, we'll please everyone check her website. Um, let's let's show our love and support as much as possible. Um, um, donate everything. I mean, I know that uh, it's very hard to start something uh, on your own by yourself. So I think this is how this is the least we can do to show support. Um, so please check out her website and uh, look okay. at the specifically the page for donation. Um, follow her on Instagram and Facebook. I followed you on Instagram, but I'll do the same on Facebook. And Kia, you have a whole community here that I'd love if you lean on and if you need anything um, in the future and as your organization grow, I'm sure so many people would be more than willing and happy to help. Um, so definitely reach out. Um, love is still like, all the love messages are still coming through on the chat, um, but thank you again for being here, Kia. Thank you again. Thank you so much for pushing me to do this. I really, really, really appreciate it. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you everyone for joining us today. Have a good rest of your day um, and see you all later.